You're listening to Grace for Single Parenting. I'm Jen Smith, and each week we'll discuss a topic that encourages single parents to live their best life in their current season with God's grace and love. Welcome. Today we're going to talk about steps to help you ease separation anxiety in your children, specifically as you are going through a separation or a divorce. These techniques I'm going to go over with you today help calm my children's anxiety after my divorce and the anxiety they faced throughout those years afterwards and just normal separation through school and other issues that we faced. Um, After my divorce, my children experienced what's probably normal separation anxiety from their parents' divorcings. At times, it was relatively intense, and we caused quite a few scenes as a result. Although they both spent the majority of their time with me, their anxiety presented itself when they were leaving me. Whether they were going to school, their dads, or to a play date, it didn't seem to matter. Their anxiety would increase, and then they wouldn't want to leave me. When my oldest was in kindergarten was when I separated from their father. And she had a tough time initially. In the morning, she refused to get on the bus and leave me for school. She'd cling to me and cause such a scene at the bus stop that I couldn't physically get her inside the bus. So for about a month, my neighbor, who became like a grandfather to my children, would come over in the mornings and take her from my house screaming and crying and hold her at the bus stop, and then he'd be the one to put her on the bus. And eventually, she grew to love walking to the bus stop with him. Well, I'll be forever grateful for that neighbor who stepped up to do the dirty work without being asked. I realize that a lot of you don't have someone who is so selfless like that to step in and be willing to do that kind of stuff for us. And I myself experienced plenty more scenes when I didn't have anyone to step in and help save the day. I'll never forget the worst memory I had concerning the separation anxiety was at a drop-off one day at the school from my car to their dad's, and my oldest absolutely refused to leave me, and she caused the biggest scene by kicking and screaming and yelling. Many parents who were leaving school that day stopped to watch the scene she created. Who knows what they thought was actually happening? And all I could do was just ignore everyone in their stares, because in my heart, I knew that my daughter was perfectly safe. She was going to her dad's, which was a loving environment, And as much as I wanted to just give her what her heart desired, I felt that if I gave into this, I'd be giving in to everything. I'd be setting some kind of standard for her that she knew she could play into. And as a result, because of the separation anxiety, for the next couple of years, I was unable to visit her school for lunches or even class parties. The teachers would tell me that she became so upset when I left that it just wasn't worth it. And especially kindergarten and first grade, it was hard for me to miss out on some of those things. But I knew that she was happier without seeing me at all as opposed to me peeking in for a half hour just to see me and then leave again. So there's a few techniques I've learned to reduce the separation anxiety in our kids. As a result of, you know, going through the divorce with my children at the ages of, I think they were around um, four and five, But really, these techniques can be used for any type of separation anxiety your children are having. So the first thing we did 
was we started some kind of secret note and we called these our wood chips. So this was the biggest thing that helped us. This was like our secret little thing that we had. So about a year after divorce, my youngest began showing signs of separation anxiety. And he was five years old at the time, just starting kindergarten. And this stress came on swift and hard. Starting school is typically a time for kids to experience it anyway, but adding on, you know, the stresses of being in two different homes at the start of kindergarten, I think is just what really brought it all on all at the same time. His teacher would even email me and say that she was concerned because he seemed unusually sad for a child his age. He wouldn't play with the other kids and just stood by her the whole recess asking if he could go see his older sister or go home. And he would cry each morning, and every time he was so sad to leave me, he wouldn't throw any big or large fits like his sister or refuse to get on the bus. It was just, it seemed like more sadness and tears. So at first I started out by giving him a picture of he and I together to carry around, and he liked that, but it wasn't very convenient. He had to keep the picture in his backpack, or if he was going out with Grandma or something, he had to carry it in his hand, which he would just lose. So eventually... I stumbled across this idea to carry wood chips in his pocket. And what I ended up doing was buying these kind of heart-shaped wood chips and painted them different colors. And I'll share the link with you for these. What I did was I painted them all different colors that were his favorite colors, just with watercolors. And then I wrote different notes on each one. Now, these are really small. They can easily are smaller than the palm of your hand. And I wrote little notes like, Mom loves you, I love you, Mommy and me. I'd also write other family members loved him, even his dog names loved him. And each morning before he went onto the bus, he would request a different love message in a different color. And he'd put the wood chip in his pocket. So when he was in class or out on recess on the bus or wherever he was, he would reach into his pocket, feel the heart, and remind himself that he was loved. And the wood chips worked out so well that we kept this up for years. If I began to run out, he would have a mini panic attack. Because, of course, I mean, they're easy to lose. They're, they're small, and I may accidentally wash them. So I had a whole bunch in my drawer, and I would paint them different colors, but then just write on the fly whatever he requested to have written. And if the bus was coming and he didn't have his wood chip for the day, he was not getting on the bus. So I'd quickly give him a wood chip and... It worked every time he'd go to school with a smile. Eventually, even his older sister began to request wood chips. So that's my biggest tip. It works so well. Um, as they get older, I suggest letting your child set the pace. Uh, my children experienced separation anxiety when going over to friends' houses. So, I mean, we did try the wood chip strategy secretly, of course, for play dates and that did work, but as they get older, like for sleepovers and stuff, that is a little bit harder to use the wood chips. So we held off on sleepovers for longer than most kids, and we would invite their friends to spend the night at our house instead. And when I knew the parents well, we would try it, even telling the other parents that she might need a midnight drive home or a midnight call to me. And if they weren't okay with that, then we just didn't do it. So we basically skipped overnights for a long time. And I just found it much easier to let the kid set the pace for overnights or things that they're not comfortable with. 
um, employing an evening routine. So in addition to the wood chips each evening, we would follow a consistent evening routine whenever possible. And we often hear this for babies, but I'm talking about doing this all the way through grade school and even in the middle school. We'd spend the last hour or two before bedtime hanging out in my bed or on the couch talking and reading together. We'd do some Bible time together. I would spend some alone time with each child, just cuddling and talking or talking to both kids. I had some um, conversation starters that I would always go back to, and I've put those, listed all those out in the resource library on sunflowermom.com if you want to grab those. Just go to sunflowermom.com and the resource library link is on the top. Grab those and, and see if you can, you know, just take a couple of those a night individually with each kid. Another thing to do is when your child is experiencing the separation anxiety is to stay calm because your child's going to feed off your emotions. An hour before school or drop off at daycare is always going to be hectic. This time is often where it's going to present itself. If your child's dropped off from another family member or the father in the morning over to your house so you have very little time with them in the morning, then this can add even more craziness. So adding a morning routine for stability or adding an extra time in the morning where you are calm and even though you were probably getting ready and probably have your own stresses in the morning, as calm as you can be can be very vital to it. Discussing what you have planned that evening or upcoming weekend can also help get your child's mind onto something positive so they're not worried about the upcoming departure to you. The last thing I do, which I really suggest you try this, and I had heard this from somebody else who had, who had gotten this idea from a child psychologist, I believe, and it really works. If your child's already in full panic mode, then try asking your child some left brain questions. Depending on their age, ask them math questions. So ask them like basic, what's one plus one? What's one times four, depending on their age, you can even ask them what's the square root of nine or let's identify the prime numbers of one to 100. You don't want to make it so difficult. Your children need paper and pencil, just appropriate enough for their age for them to pause for a second and think, but still be able to get the answer right. What this does is these questions quiet their, their mind, their emotional side of their brain, and it forces them to use the other side of their brain and it forces them to think and I've tried this with both my kids, even as teenagers, and immediately their breathing starts to return to normal. And I keep doing this until we need to get past the current hub that we're in. So nowadays, I wouldn't say that my children necessarily feel anxious when they're separated from me. We're years away from the divorce, and they're years into becoming their own functioning people. However, that doesn't mean stress and anxiety really stops for any of us. As our kids get older and they face anxious you know, field tests, new schools, teachers, their first jobs, and more. What you've done with these techniques that we have discussed is arming them with healthy ways to handle their anxiety from, from their early childhood years all the way into their adult years. So I hope you found some of this helpful, and if you wanted to get those conversation starters, 
or anything else that I might have in my resource library, I really encourage you to go to sunflowermom.com and click on the resource library and check out everything I have in there for free to help you with your parenting, your single parenting life. There's lots of faith-based resources in there for you as well. Thanks so much today for listening.